Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Monday the 22nd of July and with the summer break getting underway for most children in Kent this week, we're bringing you a special podcast focusing on holiday hunger. Charities are concerned those who rely on free school meals during term time will have to go without proper dinners for the next six weeks. Fair Share, which is based in Ashford, says more than 50,000 youngsters in the county are living in poverty. They work to redistribute food given to them by supermarkets to dozens of charities which hand them out to people most in need. This summer they're asking businesses to give them more things like sandwiches, fruit and healthy snacks so they can provide good lunches to children between now and September. We've been chatting to some of the food banks across Kent who are on the front line of the battle against poverty and hunger. First let's hear from Lorraine Schultz who's manager of the Medway Food Bank. Last summer I had a look at our figures and we did see a 17% increase in the number of children that we were supporting um, from the 1st of July to the 1st of September. So that's quite a significant increase over that period. We're already looking at a 10% increase on the last six months um, period of usage. So we're thinking that the summer holidays is going to come on top of that and we're seeing a lot of clients who are really struggling with universal credit and having to wait five weeks or more for their payments to come through so if those two things collide then that's um, a bit of a disaster for families. One of the main reasons why people come to us is low income so they are actually people who are working sometimes you've got both parents or um, in a couple both of people working and they are struggling because either of sort of terms and conditions so zero hour contracts where maybe uh, sick pay is not there as yet although I think the government are working on that I heard this week which would be great Um, just where maybe if there's a disaster of some kind then people find it really hard to make ends meet. It's a similar story elsewhere in the county Sam Hummerstone is in charge of the Shepway Food Bank which operates in and around Folkestone. Already this year from January to June, we have seen um, an 87% overall increase on clients, a 32% increase on children um, having to um, have the food from our food bank. Um, So I predict a a greater increase over the summer holidays. I should say over 40% easily, which is a huge figure year on year. During the summer holidays is the same as the rest of the year, that food banks supply set food parcels depending on how many adults and how many children and the ages of the children within a household or not within a household. Uh, so we we have a set um, food provision depending on the circumstances and we the food is also uh, nutritionally balanced. Um, the research uh, being done by Trussell Trust. So it is uh, long life milk, it's cereals, it's pasta, it's rice it's meat, uh, tin meat, it's all long life. Um, Occasionally we have got fresh fruit but we can't refrigerate food so it's all long life and we make sure that the families that need specific things are given them. We also make sure if it's needed and we have them in store we give out washing powder, washing up liquid, dog food, cat food, 
children's uh, specific baby food, but it's only if we have it in stock. So we have the essential that we give out every time, but if we have surplus, the luxury items, which are not luxury at all, such as washing powder, then we include those within the food part of the family. Sheila Ward works for Deal Food Bank and says the increase in demand they're all seeing is not just a problem here in Kent. I think in common with all food banks in the, in the country, we're probably looking at about between a 25 and a 30% increase over the year um, as the difficulties of, for example, universal credit have really hit home to people and the delays that that's caused and the confusion it's caused with the amount of sanctioning that's going on um, and people having to wait far too long for basic benefits. Um, the difficulty is that they are entitled to apply for a loan um, But of course, that loan has to be paid back the moment the universal credit starts being paid and they have no choice on how much is paid back. So you're not actually gaining very much. It's always really reacting from one week to the next. And the sudden unexpected expenses, you know, your child needs new new shoes for school, your washing machine breaks. Those are things that hopefully many of us can weather. But if you're on that that level um, of waiting for benefits, you have no choice but to not be able to pay for those things. I think, yes, It's we were talking, some of us recently, those of us who've been here since the beginning, I think when we started, it was what was then called a recession, and we assumed it, would, it wouldn't last for very long, and that food banks would no longer be needed. Uh, instead, we're finding that food banks are more needed than ever. We now have five distribution centres in this area, three in Deal, one in Sandwich, one in Aylsham. Um, and the most startling change is that we opened an evening food bank in Deal, um, on a Wednesday eve- early evening because we realised that many of the people who were claiming were actually in work. Now that's a first for food banks over the last two or three years to find that people who are working are also in need of food uh, due to issues such as zero hours contracts. My thought is that yes the early evening food bank will become busier. What we do find interestingly is that the daytime food banks sometimes become less busy because for families maybe their um, particular parents don't always want the children to know they're using food banks which is possible to hide during term time but not so easy to hide during the holiday time um, when maybe the families, the children can see that someone is coming home with five or six carrier bags full of food all with different labels on it, um, so not a, a trade name. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what happens this year. This is the first summer that will have opened in the early evening in the summer holidays. So I'm interested to see how it will happen. Kent Online News. With pressure growing on food banks to provide meals to thousands of families across Kent, we've been finding out about one of the possible solutions to the problem. Over the weekend, dozens of volunteers gathered at Selson Farm near Sandwich to glean cherries. To find out exactly what that means, Ollie's been chatting to Carrie Eels from the Kent Gleaning Network. Gleaning is a biblical term actually it's been around for a long time and basically once the main harvest has been done um, then traditionally kind of the peasants and local community would be invited in to gather the rest of the crop and that's literally what we're doing here today only today we're doing it for charity. This particular farm grows lots of different orchard fruits and um, his 
um, he grows lots of different cherry varieties um, and they have to move their staff on. Um, so once the cherries have passed their best or once another variety is ready to pick, um, he doesn't have time to go back and collect every single one of each fruit. Um, so he invites us in, I come in with a team of volunteers and we harvest the rest of the crop and then distribute it to um, charities and organisations that feed vulnerable people throughout Kent. Food banks obviously provide food to lots of vulnerable key people within the community but often storage is a real challenge for them and because fresh produce often needs to be refrigerated and it has a short shelf life um, then they're often not able to, to to use those products at the moment and that's something that we'd really like to work on over the next year or so um, is enabling them to be able to do so. One of the things we find when gleaning is because we're usually gleaning fruit that is ripe um, it actually tastes so much better than anything you could buy because a lot of the food you buy in a shop it's been picked early so that it will store well but actually if you taste a cherry that's been ripened on the tree and is ready to eat now um, it's a revelation and the same goes for later in the year the apples and pears cauliflowers straight out of a field you know it's always glean food tastes best <laughs> and um, what would happen to these cherries if you guys weren't here today um, so the farm would have to employ more people to drop them off the trees basically so they would pick them all um, and then they'd be crushed into the ground or composted something like that farmer david bradley's been working hard to avoid any of his fruit going to waste and has given us his take on the gleaning process well, as we're going through and picking the cherries to a certain specification for whichever market they're going to, some of them don't make it or we don't get to them in time, in which case, rather than let them just go to waste, um, I get in touch with the Gleaning Network and they send a team out to come and get what they can. It's a mixture of issues. Some, sometimes the cherries aren't some of the best cherries we have on the farm, um, but they're still really tasty. They're just slightly out of fashion and we've picked them. We've always picked what we can off them, but we can't always get back in and get everything off. So the first pick is obviously the most valuable. Um, the second pick sometimes just financially isn't worth it um, and if that's the case it's really good to find a home for them. Is that an issue when it comes to the supermarkets because there's a lot about um, what fruit looks like and, and they have specific specifications about what is going to sell to a market. Do you think that's, that's more pushed by consumer or more pushed by distributors like supermarkets? Yeah, to be fair to the supermarkets, with regards to the cherries, it's probably not such an issue as with some other fruit. Um, and it's difficult to tell, we're not quite sure, is it their quality control people pushing it or the consumer only wants a certain thing. So it's a, a bit of both, I think. Um, but with regard to this, it really is down to the variety that we're picking is not that popular for various reasons. And there are better cherries out there. And so with the number of pickers I've got, it's a case of using the best use of their time and getting the best price for the cherries. And so these ones actually just got left behind. We've picked them once, so we just want to go back in and um, make sure they get, everything gets used. It's great. You know, as a, you, you put a lot of effort into growing these things and it's always you know, a great shame when you do have to leave something on the tree, uh, be it apple, pear or cherry in this case. So you know, I've been working with the Glean Network for four to five years now and they've come and taken apples, pears and cherries and it's just really good to know. It's a lovely product, you know, it's really good for people um, and to know it goes and helps people in need is even better. So uh, everyone benefits. One of the volunteers out in the orchard has been telling us why he got involved. My name's Steve Wakeford and I'm from Deal With It, local green group in Deal. We've been supporting the Kent Gleaning Network really from its, when it started and this is really local to us. So it's uh, four or five miles away from where I live um, and uh, that we know where the food's going to go tonight. So it's going to go back to the Deal Food Bank and hopefully the Salvation Army kitchen in, in Deal. Uh, and it's, it's fantastic. It's local food going to local people. It's really important because, first of all, it, it matters in so many different ways. It's local food, 
um, and it should be, you know, we should be sourcing more of our food locally rather than importing it around the world. That's really important for the planet and everything. Um, but it's also the quality. This is fantastic food. It's just going to go to waste. So it's this waste aspect as well. And then the last thing is the people in need. So people need food in, in deal, and you know, it's a way of actually meeting that need. How many of them have you eaten today yourself? Uh, a few. <laughs> I, I, I'm pacing myself because you can get uh, stomach aches from eating too many. Uh, but they are absolutely delicious. They are fantastic cherries, and it's just a shame that, you know, if we weren't picking them, they would just be rotting, basically. The Kent's Gleaning Network is urging any other farmers who have surplus fruit or vegetables they can't harvest to get in touch as they continue their fight against food waste and hunger. That's it for now, but for more news throughout the day, you can head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.